0: listening to So Connected, a podcast for people trying to cultivate joy, purpose, and community in their lives. I'm Catherine,
1: And I'm Sarah. And today is actually our very last episode, and we're going to be talking about why, as well as answer some questions. But first, let's check in about how it's going. What are your highs and lows right now, Katherine?
0: My high is that our trip to India was really amazing. We had a good time. We were really Nervous about how the girls would do and also really hopeful that they would love India and I feel like we were successful in terms of like they came back telling really positive stories about all the different things they saw and so we're really excited about that and then we also really just enjoyed getting to see families and family and friends and getting to have a lot of really traditional Indian experiences with the girls of like going to markets and temples and the beach and staying at a coffee plantation and um, doing some pottery workshops and being in like really huge, crazy, chaotic cities. And so we just all really, we Nathan and I just really enjoyed getting to share those experiences with the girls. So it was a good trip overall. And we're um, excited about that.
1: I bet it's part of healing from COVID too, to kind of be able to resume those things that are so important to your life, like being able to reconnect with family, but also being able to travel. And it's just so amazing how much of our child's our children's childhoods have gone by like in covid so it's nice to be able to return to some of these things
0: definitely agree
1: how how was um how was traveling with sydney's like neurodivergence did it have any impact on your experience
0: i mean we certainly had backseat bickering times at restaurants or at like we have like did a lot of like dragging them around to various auntie's houses and them having to like sit there and like listen to everyone talking in Canada, which they don't understand. So there were a lot of times in those kinds of situations, which I think were just like hard for them, where we had to like, one of us had to step out with them or take them aside and kind of like re reestablish expectations, reset everyone's nervous system. But it wasn't like, when we went to Mexico last summer, it it was very hard. Traveling was very hard for Sydney in particular. And this trip did not feel that hard like hard in that way in that really over the top kind of way it felt she actually felt fairly grounded and relational like a lot of the time which was super fascinating and I'm still trying to figure out why but I think it was just maybe less stressful to be like to have two parents that were constantly kind of like watching out for her and we you know we weren't asking her to do a lot of schoolwork or some of the stressors of being at home so it was really great we're super proud of of her and super hopeful for what that means for the future of travel in our family.
1: Oh, how did the journals go? I forgot. Speaking of schoolwork.
0: They did do, we didn't do them every day. We did them maybe every other day. And they did it. Like, it was just a couple of pages of, of homeschool work. And then they both got really interested in taking pictures and they wanted us to print like, they want us to print like a picture, like a, a picture book. Um, so we'll probably like order a Shutterfly one. And so they didn't do as much like drawing pictures and notebook journaling as I had kind of set them up to be able to do, which was fine. They're like really into like using our phones to take pictures of things that they find interesting. And so that made sense to me. So cute. And then my low is that today's our last episode. Um, and of course we're going to talk more about why that is during this episode, It feels very bittersweet. It feels like the right thing for me to do, but it also uh, I do do feel sad about it. And I've been just sort of feeling a little sluggish and sad um, all week knowing that this this conversation has been coming. Yeah. What are your highs and lows right now, Sarah?
1: We are in the last leg of our month-long road trip around the South Island of New Zealand. We're visiting 11 different cities for three nights in each place and we only have two more stops to go. And I just love it so much. Like we are just in this place, it just feels like we're on the edge of the world. We are in a place where there is hardly anyone else here. The Kiwis have this practice, a lot of them have these tiny beach houses that they call batches. And We're staying in someone's batch. So I look out my bedroom window, and it's just ocean. There are no houses between me and the beach. And no one is on the beach. Like, it's like there will be, like, one other group there. Like, it's not a highly populated area. And today, we walked to see a glacier. And so we got to have lots of conversations about climate change. And they had some statistics about the differences between 1908 and where we are currently in terms of average Population size and global temperatures and, like, the size of the glaciers and how all of those things relate. And so we're getting to have conversations about that. And we're just having so many – as the boys get older, the conversations just get so much deeper. And you know I like deep conversations. So we're just talking about virtual reality and climate change and the direction the world is going and what kind of lives we want to live – and what is the meaning of life and w- the boys and i got really excited because we went to a jewelry workshop in a woman's home yesterday and i was like we could have run classes out of our house cuz like we've been having this like idea coming to us and we the boys and i were just all like riffing off of each other about what kind of we could have classes about natural use using natural dyes to make things we could have classes where we take people down into the creek behind our house and find rocks and then we have the equipment that you need to polish the rocks and sand them down and so we're just getting really excited about like what is what's on the horizon for us which feels like one of the main purposes of this trip was just to get clarity about when we do settle down what do we want that life to feel like So it was – it's kind of all coming together.
0: Wow. I love that. Those specific images of what the trip is like and and the conversations you're having is really cool.
1: Um, We are having lots of issues related to, like, neurodivergence and and how that plays out. And, like, I feel like I have to just work so hard to – Make sure we always have like that they're getting fed the right foods, the right quantities, the right amount of protein, that every vitamin is being taken, that the schedule is super clear, that we don't push ourselves too hard on a single day, that we like separate them as like it feels like a lot of work. So I want to just share that so we don't like glorify, make it sound so glorious all the time. I think that uh, the neurodivergence in our family actually really complicates Uh, It just makes things harder and makes it require more work, which is fine, but just being able to like name that for myself uh, has been really validating as part of this process. But my low is not that. My low is just I'm feeling like I'm having trouble getting traction in the two key areas that have been an area of, of focus for me since leaving on this trip which is really healing my past trauma and helping to stabilize the big behaviors in our family. Like I just feel like the step the next steps in both of those areas are not coherent or cohesive. And it's really frustrating because I just wanna do the work. I don't wanna put work into figuring out what the work is I just want to do the work and that's it's not clear what to do and I have next steps in both areas and but it's just like I'm doing all this research and all this grasping for things and I just don't want that to be the work part
0: that was very much my experience too and I wish it wasn't so hard for people because it's exhausting that there's not just like a very clear manual or path for what to do to to work on these things.
1: Until you build it, Catherine. It's in the pipeline. In the, in in the, the pipeline, I think. <laughs> now let's talk about today's topic, our grand finale episode. We have consistently produced this podcast for two straight years, but this is our last episode. Catherine, can you start by sharing the reasons behind your decision to stop working on this podcast?
0: Yes. So this really came up as I was working on my goals for 2023, but it's been something that, you know, I kind of have continually been checking in with myself about what are all the different things, you know, I talk about my energy audit, where where are the different things where I'm investing my energy, and how is that resonating with what I feel like is my North Star. um And so as I was kind of doing my reflection, um, heading into 2023, there were two big things about the podcast that just made it feel like it isn't. What I what is what is on my path, um, going forward. The first one is that I just wish don't no longer wish to share my life as publicly, as the podcast, sort of requires in order to do it authentically and transparently with the sort of content and the format that we have. I think part of that is the nature of my job. Part of that is because my kids are getting older. But I think the biggest part of that is that I've gotten just more and more clarity partly through some of our conversations around this idea of these concentric circles of wanting the people that are on my innermost circle to feel like those are the people I'm closest to that I share the most with and then kind of going out people know me and know my heart less well and that sort of format for for relationship and community just feels really aligned I think with my energy as an introvert and with just some some of the ways I'm thinking about how I'm investing my energy And I just don't feel like I can be authentic and transparent on the podcast and have that. And that I think is just really important to me. And I really, I also want to say, though, that I really value and have benefited a lot from people who choose to live their lives more openly, certainly, especially people who've talked about their parenting struggles or about their trauma or about any of these other issues that are important to me. I've benefited a lot from that. I've just realized that doing that doesn't resonate with who I am. And then my second reason is that I've been really asking myself, like, who do I want to serve with this one wild and precious life? And I think I've gotten an increasing amount of clarity on my desire to work on figuring out ways to support and build community among parents, possibly even educators, who are working with kids that are having a hard time. And I'm going to try to do some work locally to build community, possibly some stuff online, possibly some materials that would create some roadmaps for some of these things that we've been talking about. Um, And I think, you know, that's something else I think we've talked a lot about between the two of us in terms of my desire to really like take something and go like super deep and to be sort of more of a specialist and not be more of a generalist and not ping around to different topics. And so I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to find opportunities um, going forward to really, now that I feel like I've done so much work and so much learning, I want to find ways to be able to give some of that back to the world. And I just need the space and the sort of time and the creative energy to be able to figure out what that means and how to structure that. So those are my big two reasons. It feels very bittersweet yeah. and sad
1: as well. Yeah, I mean, all of that makes sense, and of course, I feel really sad that you're wanting to end our relationship. I was, I listeners, I was joking with Catherine that it felt like she was breaking up with me, which is really hard. But I also cannot like hold any grudges because this whole pro- podcast is about living a life full of purpose and joy, and that comes from constant reflection and making adjustments as you go along and as you fine tune. Um, and I think it's particularly hard when you have younger kids because the time that you have to yourself and then when you're a working mom, it's like all the topics we've been talking about come into play into this conversation, which is like, if you're a working mom and you have young kids and you're trying to be purposeful and joyful and have community, like it just, things have to give. And it's really hard. Um, cause you can't do it. You can't do it all. Even though the, uh, 1970s feminists wanted us to believe that we could now for our next question what did you enjoy most about producing a podcast and how will you continue to incorporate those things into your life without the podcast
0: so that's easy for me i've really the things i've loved the most are the conversations with you and the reflection on specific topics i think you've been such a great podcast co-host um with the right balance of being similar and interested in similar things but also different in certain ways and i've loved developing our friendship through the podcast and talking through these different topics that have brought more thoughtfulness and joy into my individual life um so in terms of how i'm gonna carry those things forwards i think for the conversations and our friendship i hope to stay in touch um, I can't wait to continue hear, hearing about how your trip around the world goes um, and how all the other things you're working on unfold. And then in terms of the topics, I'm really in just sort of like the reflection process. I'm planning on bringing back something I think I never quite got figured out was I, before we started doing the podcast, I had a really clear monthly reflection process where I'd sort of make my list of goals and sort of reflect and I've still been doing that but I feel like then I've also been trying to make this separate like on a two-week cadence list of things that I'm working on and so I think the my sort of monthly reflection process is going to come back and that is going to be a little bit simpler but I'm hoping I can do I can and I think I've I've done this in different ways over the years through books I've been reading or different things but I love the idea of continuing to like pick topics and reflect on, on certain things. And, um, I certainly think there are going to be some of the, some of the things that we've done that have been like the back to school episode or that like planning for fall and winter, that will be sort of benchmarks going forward for me, um, that I can carry forward just through my normal planning processes.
1: Yeah, I've tried to start having some of these conversations with Matt instead, and that's just not working. So I'll me yeah.
0: find the right <laughs> conversational partner. People that want to sit around and talk about these things. It's not everyone.
1: Hashtag navel gazing.
0: <laughs> so what about you, Sarah? What have you enjoyed the most about producing the podcast, and how will you incorporate those things into your life going forward?
1: Um, My first thing is similar to yours, which is just that I've really enjoyed having these conversations with you. I feel like so many of the conversations in my life and the sort of external sources, whether it's through social media or through books or podcasts, I feel like I tend to focus on doing rather than being. And so I've really appreciated your focus on being. Um, And you still get my doing and you still have an element of doing, but you've really been pushing my thinking, which I've been really grateful for. So I'm still looking forward to continuing our conversations so I can continue to learn and grow from the particular kind of presence that you bring into my life. The second thing that I've loved about having a podcast is just the public accountability. I really like putting my intentions out into the world, and it's been really interesting, like literally speaking them into the world. Because prior to this, I had plenty of public accountability through blogging, and through sometimes social media, but also my weekly newsletter. So th- that part wasn't new. But the the speaking and bringing voice to it has been really interesting. And it really, to me, puts a lot more weight around them. And I mean, I think that's a little problematic to have to, like, put intentions out there publicly to ha- have it have more gravitas, but I'm not too bothered by that. Um, the third thing that I've loved about having a podcast is just reflecting on topics, particular topics that I wouldn't normally reflect on. And I'm not really sure how I will continue this one. So I'm gonna to have to keep thinking about how to replicate that by, because it might be by listening to other podcasts that are kind of different from the ones I'm listening to. Like, for example, our conversation about death. Like I wouldn't I don't know that I would necessarily, like start preparing for that episode was really hard. And so I don't think on my own, I would just say like, well, now is the time to prepare for my death. But because we had an episode and we had to have the conversation, like I forced myself through the hard parts. Um, So that's part that's still kind of open for trying to figure that out. Yeah, that all makes sense.
0: Yeah. And I, again, the public accountability, like that's something that's so interesting to me that that you love that. Um, And I'm so grateful that you do because I think hearing you talk about your goals has been really um, helpful in in terms of like being a sounding board for how I think about structuring mine.
1: Well, and it's just like for me, because I, I don't resonate at all with how you're just, although I can understand it and it makes sense what you're saying, you're sort of concentric circles. Like my most authenticity comes from feeling like I am the same person in my inner circle versus my outer circle. Uh, and that has gotten really complicated for me by having a family and having children and having a husband because – There are definitely conundrums I have around like whose story am I telling because our stories are so interconnected and I never want to violate someone else's story and that's been really challenging and there have been times where I feel like I have said things that are over-revealing of other people's stories but this notion of like being one with the universe and being able to share how I'm feeling because so much of this – world especially now with social media is this false sense of sharing we feel like we so intimately know other people and yet we don't at all that people are sharing the tippy tip of the iceberg and then it's making everyone else feel like crap about themselves so I love like sharing all the hard parts and sharing what we're struggling with so it's been an int- that's been such an important part of my life that will definitely continue what has surprised you about producing a podcast
0: so I had two things on this. One is it's not as hard as I thought it would be to have thoughtful conversations live. I remember before we started being like really nervous about like, will the recording make me like stumble over my words or not know what to say or be confused? But I think that the balance of sort of the template that we have, and I've really found that I do better when I just sort of have notes, rather than like specific written out, language because I think I started with that. And then I found that really difficult and had to kind of go back to like, because I wouldn't actually read all the way through it, I would um, jump around anyways, and then I would get confused. And so when I just have notes, and then having a live conversation, so that has been a pleasant surprise. I've really, I have actually really enjoyed knowing that I can do that. And you know, it makes me think about like, oh, maybe there would be different topic that's just less about my personal life that I would want a podcast about someday. I'm glad to know, like, I feel like I've kind of like checked a box on knowing that that's not as hard as I thought it would be. And then my second thing is that I am not a social media person. I feel like I should have had more self-awareness around that before we started, but like, you know, we were going to do an Instagram account along with the podcast and I don't have the interest or the vision for how to do that well. And so that, the fact that that was harder than I thought it would be, um, was another surprise.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. What about you, Sarah? What has
0: surprised you about producing a podcast?
1: I thought the editing part would be really hard. And prior to starting this podcast, I had never done any audio editing, so I had to learn it from completely from scratch. And I definitely find it tedious, but it's not as hard as I thought it would be. So that was refreshing. I have also learned that You can pay someone on Upwork about $25 per episode to edit your podcast if any of you out there are wanting to start a podcast but not wanting to devote the time to editing, because it does take quite a bit of time to edit. So that's out there. And one other thing that surprised me was that you could produce a podcast for free. I loved that we found the anchor.fm platform through Spotify. It has made it really easy to upload podcast episodes and to distribute them it's and if you if we wanted to do advertisements it would be really easy to do that through that platform as well so i'm really grateful that that business exists to really help democratize people getting their voices heard
0: yeah i totally agree with both of those
1: all right what were your top three episodes and why So I've gone a little bit
0: with sort of themes rather than specific episodes because we had multiple conversations about some topics that were helpful to me. And so the first one is the stuff, the episodes where we talked about stuff and minimalism. So stuff that matters, episode six, and becoming a minimalist parent, episode 44. I think the reason that those were really good ones for me is like, that's a very concrete doing kind of thing where I feel like you have invested a lot more thought and are much further along in doing that well than I am. And so I feel like I learned a lot from you in those episodes. The second is the two episodes we did on partnership, episode three and episode 21. I think maybe four or five years ago, I think, I mean, as is so common for parents with young kids, it's like you have your kids their babies you still have like quite a bit of time together even they have babies and then once you're for me at least like once my kids got old enough that they were like talking and having opinions it just became less easy to prioritize my marriage and so I think over the last maybe four or five years now I've been trying to kind of pull that back to being like a really foundational center part of my life that I'm actively investing a lot of time and energy in And so, our conversations and kind of just comparing how we're thinking about things um, were helpful for me in terms of building more intentionality into how I think about prioritizing my marriage. And then the other ones that I really loved as I was looking back over the list were the ones that were on specific themes. So, we had one on curiosity, number 42, one on rest, number 36, and one on joy, number 48. And I really loved, I think those were places where I feel like I really saw the difference between us as we were like deep diving on a particular theme. And so it was great to get to know you more deeply through those conversations. And also, I think they helped me learn more about myself.
1: I think that was cheating, Catherine. I think you just named one, two, three, four, five, six, seven episodes instead of three. But that's okay. You're thinking outside the box. Thank you for sharing all those reflections. Of course. Of course. For me, um, there is no – I'm going to share in no particular order because that would be too much pressure to try to force rank these. Episode 24, which was called The Power of Routines and Rituals, that episode is really the perfect example of how you have had a positive effect on my life. Like the episode itself – honestly wasn't that profound. So listeners, you don't necessarily have to go back and listen to it. Um, But it left me thinking about how my life is full of routines, but not as many rituals. And so the act of having to prepare for Mm. that conversation and then having that conversation sort of sent me on a journey afterwards to try to bring more rituals into my life, which I appreciated. My second one that I want to share is this one is kind of cheating as well. So I was being a hypocritical back there, calling you a cheater. Uh, it's an amalgamation of episodes, but I love doing the episodes where we set the intentions about an upcoming season. And prior to those episodes, I was doing a monthly reflection on my blog where I would look at my, year, my goals for the year and then I had intentions for each month. So I sort of lived at this very... From a month on a month-to-month interval. But I've really liked having this podcast and having a seasonal interval kind of layered on top of the month-to-month because I think it's interesting to think about our lives in seasons, and I think that helps better connect us and ground us in the natural world and connect us to nature. So I appreciated that, and I want to keep that going. And then the third episode I really liked was Facing Death So We Can Truly Live, which is literally our least listened episode of all time. It's been fascinating to see the analytics on the back end and to see which topics you all are avoiding. No one wanted to hear about death, but it felt so good to think through the kinds of questions that we were reflecting on. And I really go, I really do recommend for the rest of you who did not listen to it to go back and give that one a listen. It was episode wait, sorry, did I not oh did I not share the number on it? Okay, sorry. Facing facing death so we can truly live. Um and then okay, sorry, I have I have that was three, but I really do have one more that I loved, which was our ideal weekday episode. Mm-hmm. I think that was, let's see, looks like that was episode 49. And that one just gave me a lot of clarity about what I want to make true in my life. And I feel like it can be so overwhelming if people say, follow your passions, listen to your heart, find what brings you joy. Like that can be kind of an overwhelmingly broad prompt. And yet like the idea of like, think about your ideal weekday and how you want to spend your time was just really grounding for me as I'm sort of at this transition point with my boys and where they are and then my job going from two jobs to one job and me going into perimenopause it was a good like recalibration of like what do i want to make true in my life and like what do, what kind of adjustments do i need to make in order to make that true and then when i was in australia my neighbor wanted to launch her own occupational therapy business and so i recommended that she listen to that episode because can be so easy when you're starting your business to just start saying yes to everyone who wants you every client that wants to work with you but I said really you should ground yourself in like what you want your ideal ideal weekday to look like and what you want your ideal week to look like so that you have those parameters in place and you can say no to things that don't align with what you're really wanting so I would definitely recommend that episode as well
0: yeah, those are all good ones. We've had a lot of really great
1: conversations. I'm just so, I can't believe the consistency with which we have produced this thing to produce like a audio every two weeks out into the world. Um, and thank you to everyone who has found mistakes. One time, uh, Sarah from the Friendlier podcast, like texted me, and was like, "Um, there's music in the middle of your episode. And I was like, oops, sorry, didn't <laughs> hear that. So thank you to everyone who has helped us be uh, secondary editors. Well, that's it for today's topic. Friends, we are truly grateful for the time that you have spent listening to us drone on and on. I know this is a very long-winded podcast, um, but please feel free to keep in touch with both of us. And now it's time for our final tips and tricks segment. Catherine, what do you want to share?
0: I just want to put in a plug for micronutrients. (laughs) Um, we were having some issues with Sugi feeling like she was having a hard time concentrating at school and we kind of went through this whole process of like getting her into therapy, feeling like she must be stressed out about all the stuff happening with her sister. And, and I do think there has been definitely an element of that and that has been helpful, but we also have recently started seeing somebody that's, um, helping us look at sort of her nutrition and we realized that she needed iron and we've been giving her iron supplements and we are already seeing a difference in, in some of those things that we were so concerned about. And so just, I know it sounds like you guys are already like deep into that. I feel like I have not been as deep into that as maybe I should be, especially for a kid who I feel like isn't the one. I think I sometimes focus more on Sydney's needs and then don't think about these things for, for Sugi, um, which sounds horrible, but it's just the truth. And so I think just encourage parents to, um, and really for, for adults too, to to make sure you're taking your vitamins and, and taking care of yourself.
1: And this is connected too, to just how depleted our soils have become. So even people who eat a lot of fruits and vegetables and try to get their vitamins and minerals more naturally, like you literally can't get <laughs> the degree that you want to get them anymore because our soils are so depleted, uh, and th- there's research even talking about like the um, our bi- our gut biomes and like the kinds of microbiomes that used to get passed on through vaginal birth from mother to child and how like depleted those microbiomes are getting because of the nutrition, especially in the United States. It's been so bad to compare it as I travel around the world. Um, one other quick thought is like you can work with a functional medicine doctor if anyone who's interested in this, and they can do like blood panels and uh, urine analysis and even like um, poop samples to see what is going on. like and they can check for parasites in the gut. They can check for levels of like uh, probiotics or like whatever the whatever the good the good bacteria in your gut, they can look at good bacteria and bad bacteria. And we've done this on and off over the years but I think consistently moving forward I want to uh, get that analysis done each year to just keep an eye on my boys is my boys levels and where they are and I know my boys do not my boys don't eat fish and that's such a strong source of omega-3 so we've been having to give like omega-3 supplements and there are more supplements that we need to to give our children and we're just get, kind of getting back into it because it can be really expensive yeah. and it can be really frustrating for kids if you if it starts to come in the form of pills um, so we're kind of getting back into that as well but sorry I talked so much about a, a tip or trick that was not my own
0: No thanks for sharing I feel like you um, know more about that than me and we're just starting to learn because we're seeing we're seeing a functional medicine psychiatrist person who's helping us learn
1: what about you Sarah what's your tip or trick today I hope I haven't shared this before but I am loving the calm parenting podcast Mm. and he does a podcast but he also does posts on Facebook and I find his approach just very concrete and very helpful related to he talks a lot about highly sensitive kids uh, which can encompass a wide range of diagnoses
0: Great. I'll have to check that out.
1: Now let's close out our episode with Facing Forward. Catherine, what are your main intentions moving forward into your post-podcast life? I'm just really
0: excited to see how the year unfolds as our family, my family continues to heal and bond. And as we continue to work on building community um, with people that are committed to similar ideas, I'm grateful to be on this journey and for the joy, purpose, and community
1: it brings into my life. What about you, Sarah? My conversations with you have helped me realize that I want to get better about deeply accomplishing, deeply and thoroughly accomplishing the things that matter to me the most. Like right now, I'm really focused on, as I was mentioning earlier, healing my trauma and helping to stabilize the big behaviors in our family and being the best possible partner to Matt. And I don't want to bring any more priorities into my life until I feel like those things really get accomplished on a deep level. And that isn't easy to do because, number one, so many of those next steps are not fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and number two, those next steps are not clear to me. And so it's and number three, I like novelty and progress. So all of those sort three things are sort of stacked against me when it comes to these next steps. Um, and even today, as our family is like talking about these classes that we want to run, like it's so easy for me to get distracted and to start focusing on the next thing that's really fun and more clear. So I want to not let these things go and really do a time audit. Like my day is a little bit harder with tra- with traveling because the schedule changes so frequently. But basically. How we spend our days is of course how we spend our lives. And so getting really clear about where are my chunks of time, where I make choices about what I do and how do I make sure that I'm sufficiently devoting time to those priority areas and what are those next steps and making sure that I'm constantly asking myself that and constantly moving those things forward even though there may be something more fun on my to-do list, especially because we're going to be settling back into a permanent home. Now uh, we're going to be settling back into a permanent home, and so there's going to be so many opportunities to get settled and build things and do things, and I want to sew my own clothes, and I want us to have an art studio, and I just don't want to get focused on those things until these other areas really, and the problem is these other areas aren't going to be things that get accomplished either, they're going to be works in progress, So like making sure that even when I do get them into a stable place that I that I then devote I can downshift and devote enough energy to keep them going while I expand out in and into more of the things that are really engaging and interesting.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I look forward to hearing about it.
1: Well, that's all for our podcast. You can continue to connect with me through my weekly newsletter or via my blog at feedingthesoil.com. It's been an honor to get to know all of you.
0: If you're interested
1: in connecting with
0: my work or hearing more from me, you're welcome to email me at katherinerobinsonsd@gmail.com. Wishing you joy, purpose, and community.